All right, well, some uh, kind of crushing news from the LSU football team this morning as uh, just literally just minutes ago, our buddy Brody Miller over at The Athletic put out a piece at The Athletic New Orleans. Uh, says, Michael Divinity, linebacker at LSU, no longer with the LSU program. Where, where do the Tigers go from here? And Brody joins us now for a uh, quick segment just to uh, get the latest on the situation. Brody, what's going on, man? Not too much, you know, just a boring Alabama week, right? <laughs> Man, the timing of this could not be worse for LSU. Uh, update us, because I know you go into it in your piece, but this divinity thing seems like it's kind of been a long time coming because of all the the question marks surrounding him throughout this season and the games that he's missed and all these quote-unquote coaches' decisions, and seems like it finally came to a head this week. Yeah, and it's a tricky thing because, you know, I mean, some of the details about, you know, why exactly he's leaving is something that, you know, we kind of have to tiptoe around for now. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's safe to say that there have been some discipline issues with Michael Divinity. I mean, like you said, he was already he was already slated to have to sit out about three games this season before any of this happened. Uh, and, then, and then, you know, all of a sudden, the same week, Justin Thomas and Michael Divinity go out. So, you know, it's a, it's a big loss for LSU, obviously, to lose a starter during Alabama week. It's a a big loss to lose two of your you know five best pass rushers on the team probably you know right at this time and uh it's also a shame for michael divinity's draft stock he's somebody who he'll probably would have been i don't know a second day pick or so and and now this is probably gonna gonna cloud that Let, let's talk about his role on this defense because as you mentioned in your piece it did kind of change in recent weeks i mean everybody i think thinks of divinity and thinks of Man, that guy is a tackling machine. Obviously, he had a big sack late in the Auburn game and all this, but uh, he had kind of been relegated more to just being that outside pass rusher with uh, Patrick Queen and uh, those guys coming on this year. So uh, the loss of him is more in the pass rush uh, aspect as opposed to maybe one of those inside linebackers that helps stop the run, right? Absolutely. I mean, his his year, just this, this being the kind of end to this season is kind of fascinating because it has been such a bizarre, you know, nine months or so for Michael Divinity. You know, he, he convinces the staff to move him inside linebacker. The whole plan is he's going to be the, you know, the vocal leader who replaces Devin White and kind of is the main communicator on defense. And that is one of his best skills. He's really good at that. He's really smart. You know, that, then the coach's decision and things like that, him missing time ends up leading to Patrick Queen and Jacob Phillips really starting to stand out at those two inside linebacker spots. So, you know, his own discipline issues end up you know, basically leading to him losing the, the starting inside linebacker job. And, and as you just said, he really he kind of got relegated to being uh, basically being, uh, you know, you don't only want to say backup, but something in that realm of almost the backup outside linebacker because they don't play two outside linebackers too often on first and second down. It's not really their norm anymore. So all of a sudden, you know, he's, he, he plays a little bit because they have some depth issues at other spots and they play him on third downs and he's fantastic there. That's, that's going to matter. I mean, don't get me wrong. That is a huge loss. But from a down-to-down point of view, I think there's an argument to be made that he was already marginalized and it won't be too huge of a loss. Yeah, let's be real, too. I mean, it, it, playing Alabama this week, honestly, how many times is, was LSU playing on sacking Tua anyway? Um, you know, look, you want to <laughs> pressure him. You want to force him to get rid of the ball. But, uh, look, I, I think it would be a bigger blow if they were to lose somebody in the secondary, say Grant Delpit or or Christian Fult or something like that. But, uh, again, it is a loss. Let's talk who will replace him. Uh, you mentioned Damone Clark. Obviously, he's had some moments this year. Had a sack against Auburn. Had a sack and a half against Vanderbilt. 
Uh, seems like he might be the easy one to jump in there, but Marcel Brooks, the freshman, has been getting some chances in recent weeks as well. Yeah, it's kind of a multifaceted thing, right? Because you know Mar- Marcel Brooks is already on the the third down pass rush team, so he's already got a spot. So then it becomes, you know, who replaces Divinity on that third down unit? And I think the answer there is probably Andre Anthony. You know, Andre Anthony's been a little disappointing as an overall outside linebacker, but the one thing you can definitely trust him to do is pass rush. He's a pretty He's a pretty solid pass rusher. I mean, I'm not claiming he's Michael Divinity or anything, but he's a good one, and I've heard good things about how he's looked lately. So I, that'd be my guess. But Damone Clark would definitely be the the other name to watch there because he obviously has, you know, he's not a true outside linebacker, but he's a physical freak and can probably create a little havoc there, like Divinity has playing inside and out. But then on uh, when they, you know, not and when they do go two true outside linebackers and you know some of their base sets on first and second down. That's where it gets really interesting. Uh, my guess would be they move around for, away from it even more, but it, when they do do it sometimes, I think the answer will probably be Andre Anthony. Uh, you know, it's possible Marcel Brooks, but as we've, as we've all talked about before, they love his potential, they like him a lot, but you know, he's only about 200 pounds, if that. So he, he's not really strong enough to be a down-to-down outside linebacker. So my guess is Andre Anthony in those situations, but my overall prediction is you just see much less of it. Yeah, the only problem with Andre Anthony, Ray Thornton, is, man, those guys had every opportunity to go out there and prove themselves down the stretch of last season, and, and they just they didn't do it. You know, it was just it was like they were so close, and they just they couldn't get to the quarterback. They couldn't get those sacks. And so, uh, like you say, I mean, maybe this does, you know, the window of opportunity opens for somebody else, and they step up, and, and, and they get their chance. But, again, I, I'm just looking at it thinking, all right, well, you're playing – one of the best in the business this week against Alabama, and as much as it hurts to lose Michael Divinity, again, I look at it as, well, how many times was LSU expecting to sack Tua anyway? No, I think it's a really valid point. I think, uh, and I think it, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I do not want to make any declarative statements, but I really would be interested to see LSU's overall defensive production from a down-by-down point of view of when he's on the field versus when he's not, because... You know, he has flaws as a tackler, and I don't want this to sound like revisionist history of, like, he's off the team, and now I'm saying maybe he's not that important. I think Michael Divinity is very important, but he did have some flaws. You know, he played out of control a good amount. He missed some tackles. You know, he was a great pass rusher, and he's a great communicator and leader on the defense, but overall, football-wise, I think he had some some clear flaws. So I think think you're absolutely right that I I don't know if the way to beat Alabama was, you know, by focusing on the pass rush anyway. I think the way to – beat Alabama is to really, it's about winning in coverage, in my opinion, but I guess we'll find out in a few days. Yeah, and Divinity, I thought, was a monster in the Texas game. I think he had about a 10 tackles or so, and then the Vanderbilt game was the one where I thought he really didn't play well, probably his worst game of the year, and, um, you know, obviously the defense had a lot of missed tackles in that one, but I thought that was one where he obviously didn't look as great, but then, you know, a sack against Mississippi State, a sack against Auburn, so uh, he had he is a valuable piece of this defense, and it does hurt to lose. I, I know you, you maybe can't go into the full details of the reason, uh, Brody, but the timing of this why now was it something that had to be taken care of had to be addressed right now as opposed to why not wait this thing out one more week yeah i guess what i'll say is i mean something did happen in the you know in the in the last week or two that would have uh that would have that that pretty much forced lsu's hand uh, and, and and michael divinity's hand i guess is the best way to put it that uh that it wasn't you know uh he just decided to leave this team this week there there might have been other things coming and I guess the good thing is, too, uh, at least from an LSU th- perspective, we know they spent most of the last week correcting their mistakes, looking at their film, and now today starts Bama Prep Week. 
You'd rather this happen, this, this news come out today on the first day that you're starting the game plan for Alabama as opposed to, say, Thursday or Friday of this week. Absolutely. And my guess, and I don't know this for sure, but my guess is they might have even known this during the bye week a little bit, too. So, yeah, yeah I think there, there's definitely something to that, that uh, it, it makes it a little easier to prepare. And you can really get you know your Andre Anthony's, your, your Marcel Brooks's, your Damone Clark's, just get them get them more reps. And, you know, I wonder if this leads to some other defensive linemen who aren't maybe outside linebacker types, but some other defensive linemen getting some more reps this week to see if they, you know, can deserve a chance on the green team and whatnot. Because the green team isn't binary, right? It's That pass rush unit isn't, you know, it has to be X amount of linebackers, X amount of defensive linemen. It's really about let's get the best pass rushers on the field. So I'm curious if they also experiment with some other, other guys there as well. Uh, last thing for you, Brody. We're talking with Brody Miller from the uh, the Athletic. Of course, uh, he's breaking the news that Michael Divinity no longer on the LSU football team. Um, it seems like this past week, Brody, instead of hearing all the hype of number one versus number two, which we have heard some of that on ESPN and some of the other outlets, but it seems like both schools have kind of been doing their due diligence of the backup plan, of talking up, you know, if we lose this game, we'll still have every bit of a chance to make the playoff. I think LSU, obviously, with the impressive resume, and Alabama with the built-in excuse of, oh, well, two is not 100%. Uh, is that kind of the vibe you're getting, is that both of these teams feel like, well, if we lose a close game, we'll still have a really good shot of getting in? I mean, 100%. I don't think it changes the the vibe of this week. I don't think anyone's downplaying the relevance, but it's 100% true, right, that uh, – I think Ross Dellinger even said on the radio this morning, and I, I have to agree with him that for LSU specifically, I think in a weird way, a loss is actually, if you feel good that you're going to get in, I mean, a loss is better. Because the winner, they have to go to the SEC championship game. That's right. one more difficult game. And yeah, you would hope in a modern time that we're smart enough to realize if a team lost the championship game, they still deserve to get in. But still, hey man, it's tough. That's a tough dynamic of for a committee to decide, hey, this team that just lost, are we still going to put them in? So there's something to that idea of... If you lose, then you're 11-1 and as LSU. You have three top ten wins already. Your resume is stronger than any other one-loss team in the country by a wide margin, in my opinion. All of a sudden, you backdoor your way in, and you probably have a rematch with, you know, maybe even Alabama or whoever gets that one seed if, if LSU sneaks up to the four. But if you win, that adds a little bit of prep. That makes your road actually, in a very bizarre way, a little bit tougher. So I can't, I can't go against either school for trying to subtly make that argument. Yeah, and, and the tough part is if you lose, then you got to root for Alabama in the SEC title game. You got to root for them to 100%. win because if That's Georgia the part wins, forget. you need Alabama to win because if Alabama loses, that throws everything off. If it's Georgia, for example. Yeah. So, well, hey, look, it's going to be a lot of fun, Brody, and it, it, it sucks that uh, this kind of overshadows the excitement with LSU losing one of their better defensive players. But again, like you said, it's better to happen on Monday morning and still have the whole game week to prep and find out who's going to replace them as opposed to this happening later in the week. Uh, Brody Miller from the Athletic New Orleans, uh, thanks so much for jumping on short notice, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Anytime. Have a good one. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Brody Miller, there of the Athletic. Uh, New Orleans does a great job, and again, he's the one uh, who broke the news just about less than an hour ago. Michael Divinity, a linebacker, no longer with the LSU football program, and now the LSU Tigers need to figure out where to go from here, who's going to replace Divinity as they face their biggest game of the season. I mean, doesn't it suck? Like, you lose Devin White last year for the first half of the Alabama game because of the BS targeting call, and now you lose Michael Divinity in this game for, you know, it sounds like a legit reason. But come on, man. Like, can we ever play Alabama at full strength? 
Well, we're at least LSU at full strength. 